Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is New York Game Day, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Infinity. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Xfinity QX60 crossover at XfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today and by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills, or shop online at LondonJewelers.com. Welcome back. Uh, New York Game Day, hour three right here. Uh, brought to you by Bud Light, Sunday's chore, loading Bud Light in the fridge. It's football time. Bud Light, easy to enjoy. Uh, the official beer of the NFL, so make sure you enjoy responsibly. Also, it's time for my locks of the week, and that's brought to you by Corona. Anita's three locks of the week. All right. Uh, look back is uh, before we look forward. And last week went two and one again for I think like my third or fourth straight week. So we're twenty six and seventeen on the season. Twenty six and seventeen on the season with my locks of the week, which means that we're at sixty one percent, Mike. Which means we're helping the people win some money as we head into week sixteen. You ready to rock and roll? Let's go. All right. I- I'm gonna have you help me with the first lock of the week. Because one of them is the game that you're at. Mike Tannenbaum is coming to us from uh, Minnesota, where they're getting ready to take on the Lions. Now, one of my locks of the week is the Lions minus two and a half. Okay, so what am I doing here? I'm buying the hook. It's Lions minus three, but I'm going to spend a little extra money, and I'm going to lay $125 to win $100, and I'm going to buy the hook down to two and a half. Okay? As we know, the Lions can clinch the NFC North with a win here, so extra motivation. They're 5-0 and against the spread, their last five meetings against Minnesota. Um, as we know, their offense, a well-oiled, balanced machine. Uh, they're excellent indoors on turf, which they're playing in Minnesota. They average 32 points per game on turf, and 76% of their scoring plays have been t- touchdowns, the highest rate in the league. Meanwhile, for the Vikings, uh, their defense ranked 27th since week seven. They're weak at linebacker as well as corner. So Gibbs, Montgomery, St. Brown, and Laporta, I think, are going to have a a very positive, successful day against this Vikings defense. Also, the Vikings turn the ball over at a 16% rate, second worst in the NFL. So I think the Lions win the turnover battle. Now, the other game that I like equally as good is the Bucs. I like the Bucs as well. Now, this line has switched. The Bucs were favored by two, but since Trevor Lawrence was uh, cleared from concussion protocol, now the Bucs are getting one at home, okay? So uh, you got the Bucs plus one. Again, Trevor Lawrence coming in, even though he was cleared, don't forget, beat up by the Ravens and beat up by the Browns the last two weeks. He's still playing on a bum ankle. The Bucs have covered a league-high eight games as an underdog this season. Baker Mayfield is playing exceptional football. 
79% completion percentage last week against Green Bay. He was averaging 14 yards per pass attempt. This Jags defense, injuries to their secondary with Campbell and Cisco, 30th in success rate against the pass. And I think Baker Mayfield's going to run the football as well. So he's going to run it. He's going to pass it. I think the Bucs win this game. I like them getting one. Out of these two, Mike, which one do you think should be my best bet? Yeah, I like the Bucks. I think they're playing better football than people realize. And Baker Mayfield's having a really good year. You know, we talk about, like, the efficiency and, and cost and things like that. He, he's done a great job. So, you know, with uh, Trevor Lawrence not playing uh, practicing a lot this week, I like Tampa Bay at home today. Okay, so even though Mike is at the Lions-Vikings game, he still, he still feels that the Bucks getting one at home against the Jags is the play there. So, um, so again, so lock of the week, number one, is the Bucks. And if you want to take them on the money line, fine. What's one point going to do for you? Just out of curiosity, before we move on, and obviously they're warming up at the stadium, Mike, um, your, your thoughts on, on the Lions and taking them minus two and a half. I, I do like Detroit. I mean, you know, just fundamentally when you think about it's uh, Jared Goff against Nick Mullins. You know, Nick Mullins is the fourth quarterback starting for uh, Minnesota. Justin Jefferson returned last week. Um, but I think what's going to happen on the other side of the ball, you, like uh, Minnesota's secondary isn't great. If Detroit can sort through these Brian Flores' pressures, I think there's going to be plays for them to make downfield. So probably a little bit of a higher-scoring game with, um, you know, indoor game here. Um, I do like Detroit, but... Uh, Look, with Nick Mullins, I, I think Nick Mullins is an upgrade over Josh Dobbs and Justin Jefferson coming back. That's going to create some problems for the Lions as well. So, again, uh, lock number one is the Bucks plus one. If you want to take them on the money line, that's fine. Uh, maybe you got a little extra added game there with the Lions minus two and a half. Now, my last two locks of the week are pr- both prop bets, Mike. Okay? So, we have Mustard. The running back for the Miami Dolphins going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Again, who are not good when a fullback is on the field and not good against zone blocking schemes. So I have Mostert over 54 and a half rushing yards. Miami runs the ball third most of any team in the NFL. And again, we saw the Cowboys. They couldn't stop the run against the 49ers. And this is the same running scheme from Mike McDaniels. So Mostert, over 54 and a half rushing yards. What say you? Yeah, I like it. Makes sense. Um, although I think the big difference this week, everyone's talked about, you know, will this be Buffalo 2.0 and all that. I think Dallas's offense is going to play better this week. I think that's going to change this game a little bit. So, um, look, Dallas does have problems stopping the run. I don't think there's any question about it. But I do think part of what happened last week in Buffalo was that Dak Prescott couldn't get going on offense, and that was part of the issue. And then lock number three, Trey McBride, tied in for the Arizona Cardinals, over 59 and a half receiving yards. He got 11 targets last week for 102 yards against San Francisco, who's really good against the position. He, led, he, he now is leading all tight ends with a 29% target share. The Bears, 29th in catches allowed to tight ends. Tight ends are averaging six catches a game to them, a 78% catch rate, and a 7% touchdown rate. I think Trey McBride has a monster game today against the Bears. Again, my third lock of the week, Trey McBride over 
59 and a half receiving yards. What say you? Uh, yeah, Trey McBride's like a uh, sort of like a rising star in our league. So um, I think that makes sense. Although Chicago has a lot to play for, most notably trying to hold on to their jobs. So um, I like the Bears today, but Trey McBride playing well wouldn't be a surprise. And these are my locks of the week brought to you by Corona. Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. Also brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. We come back. Uh, we'll hear from, from Mike. Uh, we've got his bomb of the week. And, of course, we'll take your calls. Still a lot more coming your way. 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. That's right. It's time for Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Slomans. Mike, we are waiting with bated breath. Yep. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can't. Just so the folks know, Mike Tannenbaum is coming to us from the Lions-Minnesota Vikings game. So he's at the Vikings stadium, and obviously they're going through rehearsals right now. So, hey, listen, this is what happens. Technical issues all the time uh, when you're dealing with radio. But, yes, Mike, we hear you. Go ahead, my friend. Well, I said earlier in the show, I'm taking Marks and Tumor over DiPietro and Rothenberg. <laughs> that is my bomb of the week. Do you want to talk about oh football, my gosh. too, or are we sticking to pickleball? I love it. I, I just, I, I hope, I hope that Rick and Dave are listening. I, I don't think they are. They're, they're, they're sleeping. But anyway, I'm going to go Dallas uh, 35, Miami 28. And uh, I think this is going to be a really high score game. Should be a great game. I'm just, uh, you know, if we go back a week ago, Anita, there was so much talk about Dak Prescott being the MVP and the year he's having. And I don't think that all goes away after one bad day at the office. And I think. Uh, Ferguson, the tight end, and Tony Pollard, the running back, are going to have big, big games. Jake Ferguson, the tight end from Wisconsin, Tony Pollard, the running back from Memphis, will have big, big games for Dallas. Look for it to be a high-scoring, fun game to watch. But I like Dallas to get get right on the road today. Yeah, I, I love the over here. Not sure that I'm committed to a side. Again, uh, neither of these teams have impressed me against good opponents. So your guess is as good as – well. You're 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 on the Dallas side. I just I, I love the over here. So that's where we both totally agree. Mike Tannenbaum's bomb of the week brought to you by Sloman. Sloman says low price home eating oil 
for New York fans. Low price, zero sacrifices uh, for 100 years. How about that? Slomans has been a staple in home comfort. Call 866-OIL-DEAL, O-I-L-D-E-A-L, oil deal right now. Also, this portion of the show brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer of the NFL, so make sure you enjoy responsibly. Reminder, we have Jordan Renan, who's going to be joining us in 15 minutes uh, with an update in regard to uh, what's going on with the Giants as they get ready to take on the Philadelphia Eagles on Christmas afternoon. Uh, let's go out to our phone lines, 800-919-3776. Let's go out to Wright, calling in from PA. Wright, welcome in. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, Anita, Mike T. And, of course, we can't forget Mama Mimi got a shout out. I love when she's on your segment. Did you Did you hear what happened yesterday? Right? Actually, I didn't. No. So, so, so Mike, uh, so I, I always have my mom on the show on Saturday. She comes in and she has her three picks of the week, which, by the way, she's, she's yeah. been doing very, very well with. Um, anyway, exactly. so, so she was supposed to be on yesterday at 5 o'clock. And at 4.20, I get a text message and it says, sorry, I, I can't do it. I've got to cancel. I'm getting ready for my Christmas party. <laughs> Wow. So I, te- so I text her back. I said, seriously? She's like, yeah, I'm doing my hair. I broke a nail. I, I just, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have time. I don't. And then wait, and then wait, right. It gets better. She says, uh, please let your fans know I have a Christmas party. I, no, she said, please let my fans, please let my uh, fans know I have a Christmas party. I'm sure they'll understand. <laughs> wow. I, I, she was right. We understand. We will always understand. So Mama my Mimi. mother canceled we her weekly spot mm-hmm. with me for a Christmas party. Well, she's forgiven on my end. So Okay, right. Um, All right. What you got for us? <laughs> I, I wanted to call him because, you know, I was, I'm a Giants fan. I'm a huge Giants fan for a long time. And I was sitting up here, and I was trying to think about the season. I'm trying to feel like, how should I feel and everything? And the one thing that popped up on the TV was Jimmy V. And he was talking about the three emotions you should go through. And I thought about it. We've been through every emotion this season, and the season that has been done. I'm trying to figure out how should we feel as Giants fans. I, I just I can't come to a conclusion of how should I feel about this season. Ha! <laughs> Well, you're going to get an earful from Mike Tannenbaum. Go ahead, Mike. Step on your soapbox. Well, go ahead. You, 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 go, you, you go first. <laughs> no. I, no, I'm going to sit back and watch everything you have to say, my friend. Uh, about <laughs> – do you want to talk about the game? To, like, tell me what you want to talk about. No, like he's saying, as a Giants fan, how are you supposed to feel about this season? Yeah, I think it's catastrophically disappointing. You know, I think it goes back to paying the wrong quarterback. And there again, you go. Uh, Gardner Minshew's making $3.5 million. So, again, we could argue is Daniel Jones better than Gardner Minshew, but I'd rather have Gardner Minshew and $36,500,000. Um, All right, so let, let me let me ask you this. and understand, understand where you're coming from. A part of me agrees with you, okay? Let me ask you this. Would you rather have Derek Carr in $50 million if you were the Jets? No, I'm not paying Derek Carr. I'm not doing that. Why would I do that? I'm not paying. No, I'm him. saying, would you ra- would you rather have Derek Carr in an extra fifty million dollars if oh, you're yeah. the Jets? Yeah, 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 you would. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right, the, and the Jets could have had that. Yep, Jets could have had that. Just saying. Yeah, so, 
so anyway, and, and I think Saquon Gar- Barkley is someone you pay. I think this whole argument around, like, don't pay the running back is such dogma. And when you look at <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, anybody upset, you know, with what San Francisco gave up to get him? So, I don't know. Like, to me, um, I think they paid the wrong guy. I think Saquon's their most important player on and off the field, and I think it starts with that. Interesting. What do you think happens with Saquon Barkley? I mean, now, do you feel like in, in regard to what's going on with the Giants, are they strapped now where they can't they, they can't offer him what maybe other teams are going to come to the table with for him this coming season? Uh, you, you know, he's job one for me. Like, I get him signed. And here's why. Like, I've been there. Everybody in that locker room is looking how you trade Saquon Barkley and uh, how you treat him. And you have to treat him correctly because – they're going to say, if you don't do right by him, how, how are you going to do right by somebody else? So I think it's really important that they do right by him, get a deal done. Again, paying the, the running back is not a bad thing. The 49ers are proving that every minute. Most general managers that I speak to, though, Mike, say that you need to spend the majority of your dollars on your left tackle offensive line. Hopefully you've got some sort of shutdown corner. Um, your defensive edge rusher and your quarterback. Do you, you so? Do you feel that? Do you feel that now that that has changed? Do you feel now you need to spend on a wide receiver? Do you feel now you need to spend on a running back that plays more of a hybrid role on a team? Like like where would no, uh, so so yeah, where 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 are the top four positions you're spending your most money right now in today's NFL, Mike? Yeah, Anita, I've answered that question. Like my first draft with the Jets. I picked the Brickershaw Ferguson first draft with the Dolphins, Laramie Tunsil. We trade up for Xavier Howard. We trade up for Darrell Revis. Like, I, I've answered that question, and that hasn't changed. And, yeah, of course, like, if there's a difference-making wide receiver, of course. But I think one of the things Miami's shown is, like, hey, let's go trade for Tyreek Hill. Like, there's more receivers than there are corners and tackles, and that's why you get the most important positions and scarcity. Um, but when there's a special player that comes along, like a Christian McCaffrey, like a Saquon Barkley, they don't leave your building. Like, character and talent matters. And I'm just telling you, the giant players are saying to themselves, here's a guy that goes out, plays hurt, face of the franchise, always says the right thing, which, as we know, is always is hard in New York, and you're not going to pay him. Who are you going to pay? And it's not – and I think it starts with that. And Daniel Jones is a player that has flashed some potential – but when you pay him $40 million a year, he needs to play in 17 games and play at a high level. When he doesn't do it, it's really, really hard to win. 800-919-3776. You want to chime in on the conversation. Now's the time to do so. We're going to hear from Jordan Renan coming your way in about five minutes. Uh, let's go out to our phone lines. Let's go to Gilbert calling in from the Bronx. Gilbert, welcome in. Good morning. Morning, Anita. How are you? Big fan. Love your show. Uh, I was trying to get to earlier. I have a dilemma. I have uh, on my fantasy team today, I have running backs, James Conner, David Montgomery, and I picked up Jonathan Taylor. Do I roll the dice and put Taylor in my lineup? Yeah, I I think, and and Gilbert, thanks for the phone call. Mike, I'd love to bring you in here. Uh, Zach Moss is out today in that backfield for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor back in action. I think he gets hefty volume here. What are your expectations for Taylor today? Yeah, especially um, with no Michael Pittman. I think they're going to have to run the ball for them to be successful. 
There you go. So both Mike and I agree. Yeah, get Jonathan Taylor into your lineup for sure. A little bit earlier, we were talking about, you know, what should the Giants and the Jets do uh, in the draft? Both of them are going to have very high picks. Uh, who knows? Maybe not the case next year. I think that both teams should should be focusing on in on some quarterbacks. You know, Mike, I love Drake May. I'm all about Drake May. I would take Drake May be, before Caleb Williams. Um, you know, and, and I think that'll be the number one and number two quarterback taken in this year's draft. Are there other quarterbacks out there that you think potentially could fall uh, at five, at six, at seven that, that you're high on right now? Well, you know, Jaden Daniels is a really interesting discussion. He's had a great year. He wound up winning the Heisman Trophy, as people know. Um, very, very talented player, running it, throwing it. The question is going to be is, you know, uh, I work with Herm Edwards most Sundays at ESPN. Herm actually recruited Jaden Daniels initially at Arizona State. He was a 170-pound freshman wow. at a 170. I mean, I'm going to go have more than that when I hit the hot chocolate station here uh, <laughs> in Minnesota here in a second. Um, but but it's um, you just worry that, you know, again, I think the number, Anita, is – 59. We're going to have 59 different quarterbacks start a game this year. And you just worry, like, if we were running an NFL team and we had a, again, have a high-character, productive, durable, cost-effective quarterback, could Jaden Daniels year in and year out play in 17 games? Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go one step further. And, and that is, I have had this conversation. I, I truly believe that if I'm a general manager, of a team and I feel like I have a really good shot of winning a Super Bowl or competing to try to win a Super Bowl, I'm going to spend dollars with my backup quarterback. And how can you not feel that way after this season, especially the stat that you just shared with us? So with that being said, as a former GM, Mike, you know, what what is the allotment that most teams will are willing to spend on a backup quarterback? What would you spend on a backup quarterback if you're the Jets and you feel like you've got a real good shot next year of getting after a Super Bowl? And yep. Yep. what what backup quarterback would you go after? Yeah, so I would I would frame the question slightly different, and it goes back to um, procuring people to come into the organization. I would start by interviewing head coaches and offense coordinators by saying, okay, when you build your sort of personnel and put your team together what are the positions that you don't have to pay what are the positions that you can develop and when you hear things like fullback tight end third receiver whatever it may be that's where you start saying yourself okay I can react to market conditions to get that quarterback because I can know that I could go below market at position x or y so for example T Higgins is going to have to graduate from the Bengals he's a great player but with Jamar Chase you can't pay him both now I know I could go upgrade uh, Jake Browning because Joe Burrow hasn't been durable. So Joe Burrow's not been durable. I need to uh, improve upon Jake Browning, and therefore that money is going to come from T. Higgins. So I'm telling my offensive coordinator, Brian Callahan, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go extend ourselves on Minshew and pay him whatever that number is going to be next year, $8, $9 million. T. Higgins is going to graduate. We're going to celebrate him, congratulate him. And, you know, the starting receiver next to Jamar Chase is going to be our first or second round pick in next year's draft. And that's how you have to go about, you know, attacking your problems. It's, um, 
It's listen. It's it's. <laughs> how much? Let me ask you this. It was was the most fun you had in life was when you were a general manager. Um, I would say the most rewarding part of being part of an organization was like leaving a, a stadium after a win and knowing that like a bunch of like-minded people that were great teammates accomplished something together. Whether I had the GM title or I was picking people up at the airport, like. The, the 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 feeling of having like great teammates was was, was what was made it so special uh, I um, I envy you got a little uh, uh, a little jelly here um, with your with your track record in your career Mike Mike Tannenbaum and Anita Marks you're listening to New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN uh, we'll continue to take your calls we're with you until 11 a.m. leading into your Jets pregame show uh, with Greg Buttle and Dan Grassa. And, of course, you'll be able to listen to that Jets-Commanders game right here on 98.7 ESPN. But first, we'll hear from Jordan Renan when we get back. A little Giants update as they get ready to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. They're going to face them twice within the next three weeks. But, of course, their first game tomorrow afternoon, 4.30 kickoff in the city of brotherly love. New York Game Day continues next here on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. around the Christmas tree. Happy holidays, everybody. It is Christmas Eve. A lot of football to be played. The Giants playing the Philadelphia Eagles on Christmas afternoon. Jordan Renan, the Jordan Renan Report, brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall, Tim Top Brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. Jordan, happy holidays to you and yours, my friend. How you doing? Happy holidays, Anita. This is a special treat. You know, we don't get you, I don't, I don't get you, at least in the, the Jordan Renan Report very often. No, did you, you did don't. You, did you just go third person? That's a fine. <laughs> I did. I did. You, Mike thinks that's ridiculous, and that should be a fine. <laughs> I deserve to be called it. I deserve to be called out for that one. I do. I agree with that. Are you? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Are you? Are you down in Philly already, or you're going down there tomorrow? No. Yeah, I'm gonna go tomorrow. Just you know, quick trip. I live in Central Jersey, so we're talking about an hour. No problem. Eleven o'clock. No. Leave my house. Be there by noon be home by you know midnight um so really quick before we start talking x's and o's uh, i was hearing a story that uh tommy devito took his mother shopping christmas shopping the other day and ran into phil sims wife phil sims <laughs> called him tony devito tony cutlets is there any truth to that i did see that i saw the sims post that on uh on uh you know twitter or x or whatever it's called these days and uh yeah Tommy DeVito and Tony, Tony. And, and then, and here's the thing, Mike, he didn't or even Tony. correct her like a good, good, like a good Tony. Italian, like a good Italian boy, Mike. He didn't even correct her. He was just like, yes, I'm, 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 uh, I'm DeVito. 
You know, it might surprise you, or it might not, but he is very family-oriented and very close to his family, his brother especially, and his parents as well, so spends a lot of time with them. I think they went to uh, check out the tree, their annual trip to you know, Rockefeller Center and the tree. Like They're just like everybody else. This is why the Tommy DeVito story is great. It's so relatable, right? I mean, isn't, isn't that like every other nice you know, young uh, Italian boy that you know? Like, you know, super close with their family in New York, New Jersey. I don't mean he's making $20,000 an appearance. He better, he better, I mean, he better take his mom Christmas it. shopping, Jordan. You, you, you know, <laughs> we, you guys, we play a really fun game that everyone can relate to. Like, we all have somebody in our lives that we've met, like, a thousand times. And every time we meet that person... We have to introduce ourselves, and then, like, we're so disappointed, like, that person doesn't remember our name. And, like, that is a very relatable moment for everybody. That's never happened to me. Yeah, no doubt. My, 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 mine's Reese Davis. Like, I've met Reese Davis approximately 4,622 times, and he's a great guy, and he never remembers my name. And, like, that always bums me out because, like, Reese Davis is great, and he'll never remember my name. Like, we all have that person. <laughs> how do? Let me ask you this: How do you how do you know that he doesn't remember your name? Body language, Anita, and like you know, same thing with like Tommy DeVito. Like I'm sure, like that, that was like really like a bummer, right? Like as hot as Tommy DeVito is, like right? Don't you think inside it's like ah, that's things that you're called Tony as opposed yeah. to Tommy from Phil right? Sims' wife. Right? Yeah, I guess. Don't, don't, I mean, like Phil Sims is talking about Tommy DeVito right now, and Tony, I'm sure. Tony. And I'm sure Tommy, and I'm sure like that's meaningful to him. He just goes by cutlets. That's why she just she just, she just said cutlets. <laughs> hey Jordan, just to move this great conversation along, next year <laughs> it's September of 2024. What does the quarterback depth chart looks like for the Giants, and where does Mr. Devito fit in? I think it's Daniel Jones. Right, he is owed 35 million dollars, so he's not going anywhere mm. next year. Mm. Um, mm. So I think that's number one. Tommy DeVito gets an opportunity to compete for a job. What job? At least the backup job. Uh, depending on how this season ends, right? A win over Philadelphia would go a very long way in helping his cause. But I think there's a quarterback added. Uh, likely, in my opinion, it's either going to be the draft or free agency. Likely the draft. Uh, and I could see a fairly high quarterback, even if it's not necessarily in the first round, depending on where they pick, uh, you know, the second round, or even, you know, perhaps trading back into the end of the first round or, you know, early second rounds, something along those lines. I think they're, that's kind of what we're looking at as the most likely scenario at this point, but it's all very much contingent on where the Giants finish, what pick they end up with, right? That Like, if you're pick five, you're much more likely to draft a quarterback than if you're a pick nine. You're in a much better position. So I think that'll greatly impact what their quarterback position looks like next year. Again, Jordan Manon joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Um, uh, Jordan, what, what's the deal with Saquon Barkley? What, he, he only played like 30 snaps last week. Uh, you know, this is a big week for fantasy, as you know. Is that is that a concern? Are, are they are they tapering down his usage? Are we going to see a lot of that of the same tomorrow against the Eagles? No, I, if you watched the game last week, the Giants with nine minutes left, kind of they just 
they just conceded at that point, right? There was like nine minutes left in the game. So I think that's a big part of why that number is what it is. Now, there's another factor which is relevant moving forward, and it's that Saquon Barkley's third down usage has decreased over the last, you know, six or so games. They're not using him uh, very often on third down. Uh, Matt Breda's coming in, in part, I believe, because of his pass protection, never been Saquon's strength. Uh, so when they're in, like, straight passing downs and they need help protecting the quarterback, which if you watch the Giants long enough, you know that they always need help protecting the quarterback. We're seeing a lot more Matt Breda there on third down, so he's not getting the full third down played. I mean, the thing is you're used to Saquon Barkley basically playing 90, 95% of the running back snaps, and now we're down to like 80%, which is still a very high number for most running backs in the league. Uh, But, you know, He's not as much of a factor in the passing game as you probably would like, and I think it's because they need to help protecting the quarterback and they need their running back in that regard. And Matt Breda, they figure, is the better option, plus you get to kind of save Saquon the wear and tear on that end. And uh, what other changes do you expect for the Giants at the end of the season? Well, I think Brian Dable's coaching staff is going to look very different. I think that that's the number one thing to me that kind of stands out is that uh, there's going to be changes. Um, which coordinators stay and go, I think, is, is a very interesting conversation. Uh, we obviously we know Wig Martindale's not that happy. Like him and Brian Dable certainly haven't been on the same page most of this year. Very different men. Uh, not sure if that's you know, relationships going to continue. And to me, that's the biggest one because, look, if they decide to make a change with Mike Kafka at offensive coordinator, it's Brian Dable's offense, right? He's just going to take, basically take charge. His faith going to be um, in his own hands, right? You want to say, if I'm making a change here, I'm not turning over the offense. You turn over the defense, to me, that is the biggest change because now what are you going to do with scheme and personnel? You just design this system. You have the personnel and the talent to fit this defense, and now you're going to start over and make a change in what's going to be a very big year three for Joe Shane and Brian Davis. So to me, that is the most interesting. And then Thomas McGahee, you kind of get the feeling that that relationship's going to end. The special teams haven't been very good. He was kind of a holdover from the previous regime. So uh, I think the coordinators are going to, you know, we, we could see several coordinator changes in this offseason. All right, uh, let's focus in on this matchup specifically. Uh, You know, one of the weaknesses, obviously, for the Giants is they can't protect the quarterback. One of the strengths for the Eagles is they get after quarterbacks. Uh, They've got a great defensive Mm -hmm. line, rotating a lot of players. Uh, The Giants right now, what, uh, 70-something sacks on the season? Uh, the most sacks per on, on, in, in the history of the NFL per, on, on a season is the Eagles. So I'm sure there are extra motivation there to make sure that maybe change that narrative. Um, you know, this is the get right game for the Eagles. Do you see that as the case? What, 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 you know, um, game script. How do you see this playing out, Jordan? Yeah, well, the Eagles are clearly the more talented team. Now, the, pro- the thing with the Eagles is that defense is not the same. They're not the defense that, you know, set the record for sacks last year. They've actually, they're on the low end of sacks this year. Uh, now, that's always been the thing. They've won 13 of 16 against the Giants. And usually I'm not a big believer in our history, 
you know, historical results really playing any sort of factor because it's usually a new regime, new, new scheme, new team, different players. But the reason the, the, the Eagles have been so successful against the Giants is exactly like you just said. They've consistently been strong on the defensive front, and the Giants have been consistently weak on the offensive line. And so how much of that has really changed uh, probably not so much, right? So it does. I mean, you're going to see the Giants try to run the ball, uh, but let's be honest, the way to be successful against the Eagles is to, uh, you know, exploit some of their deficiencies in, the, in their pass defense. So they're going to have to find a way to pass protect, run enough just to give themselves time to sort of grind out a, a low-scoring game. I mean, that's always the Giants' path to victory because, I mean, they average 13 point, you know, six points per game. I mean, they're not, they're not scoring 30 and exploding for 30. So they got to play that tight game with the Eagles. What's working in their favor is that if you go look at the Eagles, and I know we sit here and harp on their defense, they haven't played particularly well. The last three games, all losses for the Eagles, guess what? They scored less than 20 points. So that's kind of the, you know, the, the recipe for the Giants there is to grind out a low-scoring game against the Eagles team. And, um, you know, we talked earlier in the show before the Jordan Renan report uh, we were on, and we were we were discussing. <laughs> it's not the same when you're when it's when, when I'm not saying it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mike thinks Jordan There's should talk about the Jordan Renan, <laughs> but we we were saying like um, the 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 effort of the Jets last week was disappointing. Through nothing, knowing Brian the way I do, it seems like these guys are going to play really hard for him, especially getting. The Eagles twice in, in three weeks. I'm not asking you to predict an upset here, but just you're, mm-hmm. you're around these guys every day. Like, do you still think like the players are locked in, engaged, and how do you think they're going to play today? I think they're still, you know, they, they haven't shown that they're they're going to quit, right? I think that's the one positive that we can kind of take from this season is this giant team. Uh, so I do think they'll give a good effort. I, I just think that they're just they're woefully out, man. They're they're facing a Eagles team that is, that's ticked off, right? I mean, the spread says you know says what people think. Uh, what is it up to, Anita? Thirteen yeah, and, and a half. Thirteen. Yeah, ask ask the degen- degenerate Jordan. Thanks. What is it, Anita? Thirteen and a half. I know you're on top of it. You checked this this morning. Here's the thing: it started at ten and a half this week. So I think as we've gone along, people are are like, whoa! It's just it's just like okay, the Eagles are going to bounce back in this game. This is this is their get-right game. It's at home. It's on Christmas. It's a really tough spot for the Giants and Tommy DeVito to go in there and win this game. So I think they'll compete. They'll maybe keep it close for a little bit, but in the end, this is this is a tough one. This is this is set up. I mean, if the Eagles don't come out and play well in this game. One thing I will say: go look at the Eagles' results this year, though. They haven't blown out anybody really. No, only you two know, games they, they've won by double d- digits. Only yeah. two games they've won Even by double Washington, digits. Washington's given them close games, right? Like, so they haven't shown this isn't last year's Eagles team. I know they're super talented, no. but this isn't last year's Eagles team. And, and the other thing I would say is like. You know, a couple of things that have sort of like held true this year. Like we even saw it last night a little bit in the uh, Chargers Bills game. Like coaching change <clears> that first game they play well. Like Jeff Sarri won his first game a year ago. Antonio Pierce won <clears> his first game this year. But when you're the only game on, like that's another sort of like because you know, look, players are you know they're human and they know that hey, if I'm not here, like this is an audition for 31 other teams. And you know yep. when you're the only game on, like that matters actually. 
This is why it's such a, like, if Tommy DeVito performs really well again, this is, what, two times in three weeks on a national Monday night spotlight, he performs well. That is such a big notch on his resume if he could play well in this game. And to, let's be fair, this Eagles secondary, I mean, James Bradbury looks pretty much cooked. Their, their linebackers can't cover. There's some opportunity to make plays in this game if he could, you know, be upright and throw the football. You know, at the end of the day, uh, like he, he definitely gained brownie points with me because he took a beating and kept on ticking uh, against the Saints. I mean, at one point, I thought he was knocked out and got up and was just yeah. like, why do I have to go into the tent? I'm fine. Like, man, <laughs> like dude got, dude, dude got hammered last week against the saints and just like kept on going. Like, like, you know, he just, that, that to me, that was more wins, losses. Uh, doesn't matter. Uh, that was more impressive to me uh, in regard to uh, his, his durability and, and him wanting to stay in the game and not being like, Oh, I've got to hang now. I can't play today. He's been very realistic about how he knows that this is a rare opportunity for him in regards to all the marketing and everything around it. In regards $20, to $20,000, this opportunity might not come around again. And his you know, thought process is I have to take advantage of it as much as humanly possible right now because who knows how long it's going to last. The Jordan Renan Report brought to you by Sansone Auto what, Mall. What Are you in the, the market? The for- What's the name of this segment? The Jordan Renan Report. Oh. You want him to state it? I'm, I'm going to go tell my wife this is uh, the Jordan Renan report still going on. Don't bother me. Let her, let her know. It's, it's sponsored by Sansone Auto Mall, so you guys should go there and get a new car. Uh, 1-800-SANSONE. Mention Bart Scott um, and benefit from exclusive employee pricing. Uh, you pay what they pay. So have your wife go out there. Say, hey, listen. Uh, Sansone, they, 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 they sponsor my segment. And we're we're friends with Bart Scott. Boom, you're you're in a vehicle for next to nothing, Jordan. Saying I'm from the Jordan Renan report doesn't help. <laughs> Along with knowing Bart Scott, I think those two things <laughs> combined, you're 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 well taken care of, my friend. Hold, hold on, I got one last question. So, Jordan, we need we need your official on air on the record prediction here. So. Friday before the Super Bowl in Las Vegas for charity, <laughs> we, we have Anita Marks and Amani Toomer of the mm-hmm. Giants against uh-huh. the esteemed Dave Rothenberg and Rick DiPietro in a game of pickleball. Who do you got? I'm going to go with, and Dave, Dave and Rick are my guys, but I'm going to go with Amani and Anita. I think I go with the best athlete. And there's a bunch. Not, not, nothing against you, Anita, but uh, I, think, I thought I you think were talking Monty about me. That title. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to the best athlete of the bunch, so Anita has to, obviously has to be the pick. There you go. <laughs> right answer? Everybody, Mike, everybody has you? Anita. Everybody has Anita and Amani. Everybody has Anita oh, and Amani. Gosh. And I Anita, love- you just went third person, too. And I love it. Yeah. Listen, it's, 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 it's what we do here on the Jordan Renan Report. Jordan, enjoy the game tomorrow. Happy holidays to you and yours, my friend. Appreciate See you. Jordan. you. Uh, all right. Take care, guys. Have a great holiday. You got it. You uh, we come back. Uh, we will have our score predictions for both the Jets and the Giants for you. And we'll take your calls right here on 98.7 ESPN.
Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Happy holidays, everybody. This is New York Game Day brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Also, time for Fantasy Focus brought to you by MohegansunCasino.com. And some interesting news. Alex, uh, Alexander Madison is expected to play. Mike, you're there. Um, if you Would you play... Ty Chandler on your fantasy team. Do, how, how much do you think Madison's going to be limited? Do you think it's going to be another heavy dose of Chandler? I think it's going to be a heavy dose of uh, just Jefferson. Um, I think Ooh. they're going to get hit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I know uh, they're expecting Madison to play. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think this is a Justin Jefferson game. Michael Pittman is out for the Colts. Hunter Henry downgraded to out for the Patriots. Douglas could be a sneaky good play for you as well. Again, Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Uh, CJ Stroud is out. Um, All those things. Again, uh, Fantasy Focus brought to you by Mohegan Sun Casino. Uh, Make sure you download the MohegansunCasino.com app. Play Mohegan, your favorite casino games. Now in the palm of your hand, visit mohegansuncasino.com. Must be 21 years or older to play. Help is available for problem gamblers. You want to call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. All right, Mike, uh, we've got two minutes left in the show. So real quick, let's start with the Jets because they're first up. Jets going up against the Commanders. What's your score and why? I'm going to go 14-10 Jets. They're, they're at home. Uh, I think it's a low-scoring game. Um, this game does have a lot of buzz around it, but hopefully they get a, a home win here. I'm going to go 21-17 Jets. Um, I, I just I want to believe in this defense. They came out early in the season and said, you know, we're going to be a historic defense. Okay, uh, man up. Let's see it. Let's go. You're going up against a Washington offense that – Really doesn't have a leg to stand on. So let's see it. 21-17, I've got the Jets winning this game. Uh, on Christmas Day, like I said, we've got the Giants in Philadelphia taking on the Eagles. What say you? What's your score and why? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Philadelphia 31, Giants 24. Spirited performance uh, by the Giants, but Philly is just a more talented team. I've got the Eagles 28 and the Giants 16. 28-16, I've got the Eagles. I think this is the get-right game for them. Uh, I think that uh, Jalen Hurts is going to score not one, but possibly two touchdowns that you can get at 3-1, to one, by the way. Uh, that tush-push, which, by the way, Mike, I, do, uh, again, we've got 40 seconds left in the show. Do you believe the, the tush-push should stay as a legal play in the NFL? I do, just because you know, just because one team does it better than others, like Philly should not be penalized. I, I, I don't really understand that unless there's like a player health and safety issue. Like, why should Philadelphia be penalized for doing something really well? I hear you. We had, uh, of course, uh, Spadaro, Dave Spadaro, uh, on the show earlier today, and they do not expect it uh, to go away. 